Welcome to the Golden Hills Podcast Daily, where you can spend a few minutes each day with us to meditate on God's Word. Now, here's today's encouraging message. Hey Church, my name is Stephen Foster, and I serve at Golden Hills on the worship team and in the small group ministry. Today, we're going to spend some time in the Gospel of Matthew, in chapter 7, verses 24 to 27. Here at the very end of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus says the following, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. As you hear these verses, you might be thinking to yourself, well, duh, everyone knows that you're supposed to do what Jesus says. That's like kindergarten-level Bible stuff. However, I think the Sermon on the Mount as a whole shows us that these verses are way more than just a simple reminder to do what Jesus commands. They're not less than that, but they are certainly much more than just that. I think these verses are saying that if we build our lives on the foundation of Christ, meaning that our hope and assurance of our salvation is rooted in the good news that God sent His one and only Son, Jesus, to rescue sinners like you and me, and everything we do— from changing diapers, to preaching sermons, to building roads, to reading our Bibles, even to creating and playing beautiful music, is all driven by that good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ. If we build our lives or house on that, when the storm comes and the rain falls and the winds blow and beat on that house, it will not fall, because its foundation is Christ, whose kingdom cannot be shaken or destroyed. On the contrary, If we build our lives on any foundation other than Christ, whether that be our good works or money or family or politics or even church ministry, if we build our lives on anything other than the gospel itself, when the storm comes, we will fall and our fall will be great. So where do I get this idea? I get it from Jesus' sermon. There are a couple key things that Jesus teaches in this sermon that helps us understand his conclusion. First, Jesus gives a lot of commands, and all of those commands are an escalation of what the book of the law said. The law said, don't murder. But Jesus said, don't even be angry with your brother. The law said, don't commit adultery. And yet Jesus said to not even lust after a woman. Jesus commands his disciples in many ways. So it's clear that Jesus does intend for his disciples to do what they hear him say. They must not only hear his words, but do them. However, Jesus also makes clear that hearing and doing what he says does not guarantee entrance into his kingdom. Just before Jesus concludes his sermon with the stuff about building your house on the rock, he says this, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Jesus is saying here 
You may have done everything I commanded you, but that doesn't mean I know you. It doesn't mean you are my disciple. You may think your works make you my disciple, but actually, being my disciple is what makes you do good works. A third thing Jesus teaches throughout this sermon makes this a little more clear. In several places, Jesus clarifies not just what to do, but how to do it and who to do it for. This may sound familiar because we learned about it as we studied the Lord's Prayer. Pastor Phil wrote the following in our campaign booklets. A hypocrite is someone who goes through all the motions externally, but lacks the inward conformity that the obedience requires. The person who conforms to outward obedience, but neglects to conform to the inner self, is rightly called a hypocrite. Jesus made this connection explicit in Matthew 15, verses 7 to 8. You hypocrites, well did Isaiah prophesy of you when he said, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. So then, are we supposed to do what Jesus commands? Absolutely we are. However, doing these things doesn't make us his disciple. It doesn't mean we get into the kingdom. It doesn't mean our house will stand in the storm. It's actually because we are his disciple because we have been granted access into the kingdom as adopted sons and daughters of the king, and therefore will never be defeated by sin and death because they have already been defeated through the death and resurrection of Jesus. It's because of all these things that we do what Jesus has commanded, because we have been given new hearts who are being conformed to the likeness of Jesus, who is the perfect image of the invisible God. So we actually love God, and love our neighbors, and therefore, we pray for them. We feed them. All in all, we serve them because we love them with the same kind of love that God has for them, the same kind of love that God has for us. And all of this is due to what God has done for us through Jesus Christ. Remember when Christ said in this same sermon that he came to fulfill the law? As we obey the law, we're not trusting in it to save us. We are always trusting in Christ, who has fulfilled the law for us and taken the curse of the law upon himself in our place. We build our lives on that, not on whether we are good people or have many possessions. Because God's kingdom is such that it cannot be shaken or destroyed, when we build our lives with that as our foundation, there is no storm that can destroy us. We may lose everything, even our lives, yet, though we die, we still live, because all those who are in Christ will rise again with new glorified bodies. No storm can destroy the house that is built on the rock, and the rock is Christ. The rock is the gospel. So, are you building your life on the foundation of the gospel? That is a hard question to answer for many of us, especially in light of what Jesus taught in Matthew chapter 7, verses 21-23. to We may be doing many good works, serving in the church and obeying Jesus' commands. Yet, he has said that it may be that we will not inherit the kingdom of God. It's weighty. It's scary. It may be that the foundation we're building our lives upon is not what we think. We may think that we are building on rock when we're actually building on sand. So how do we go about figuring this out? Sometimes the answer to this question is really easy. 
especially in times of crisis like the ones we are in right now. When the church had to shut its doors, did you find yourself in a place of despair? Many of us were upset and sad and are still grieving because we can't meet together physically. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's actually really healthy to be sad because we aren't able to meet with our brothers and sisters. But it may be that our grieving is not because we can't actually be together, but because we have made these church services into an idol. And losing that idol has put us in a personal crisis where it seems our whole life is in total disarray. Maybe your job has been taken from you. So you have to use some of your savings to pay some bills and and cut back on the things you normally spend your money on in order to stay afloat financially. Is this burden overwhelming to you? It may be that you've made financial stability or money itself into an idol. So your foundation is being swept out from under you. And maybe you are very involved in serving at the church or the COC, and because of the shelter-in-place order, you are no longer able to serve in the capacity you have for so long. Do you feel totally discouraged, as if your whole faith is shaken because of this? It may be that you have not been building your life on the rock, but on church ministry. You've made church ministry into an idol. And suddenly, it's been taken from you, and you don't even know what it means for you to live as a Christian anymore. There are countless other examples, but if any of these attitudes or feelings sound familiar to you or seem to apply to you, I just want to spend some time encouraging you. First, do not lose hope. I know from experience that it can be really upsetting and discouraging When you come to realize you aren't as holy or sanctified or faithful of a Christian as you thought you were. But remember this, God has revealed this to you because he loves you and he is a gracious God. He is not showing you this to make you feel like you're the scum of the earth. He is showing you the error of your ways because of his grace so you can repent, remember the gospel and live a life founded on the work of Christ instead of your own. To put it another way, God reveals our sin to us so he can continue the work of sanctifying us so that we become more and more like him. God is revealing your sin to you for your own good. So, instead of staying in this place of discouragement and shame, why don't you go do these three things? Read your Bible Not so you can pile up merit for yourself, but so that you can be reminded of the perfect merit of Jesus Christ that has been credited to your account if you put your trust in him. And pray, not so you can check it off a to-do list and feel good about yourself, but so that you can lay all your concerns and anxieties at the feet of your creator. Lay yourself before him. Spend time in his presence, pleading with him to show you yourself and show you his son and show you just what it means to be his disciple. And finally, reach out to your brothers and sisters and share what the Lord has been teaching you and revealing to you. I promise you are not the only one who is struggling. The fruit that we bear because of our sin may be different, but the root is always the same. We struggle to believe that God loves us and that Christ has done everything needed to reconcile us to himself. 
Ask them to pray with you and ask them to help you live with the gospel of Jesus Christ as your foundation. Labor together to make your calling and election sure, doing all that Jesus has commanded. The chief of these things being this, repent and believe the gospel. Within these verses, Jesus gives us a promise. If you have built your house on the rock, that is, the gospel of Christ, when the storm comes, and it will come, Though the rain falls and the floods come and the winds blow and beat on that house, it will not fall because it had been founded on the rock. So church, let's strive together to build our lives upon the gospel of Jesus Christ, encouraging one another to do good works, not in order to earn our place in the kingdom of God, but because we are ambassadors for Christ. And let's do all this while trusting God that he is working in and through every circumstance for his glory and our joy. Be blessed. I hope to see you all very soon. We hope today's episode was a blessing to you. Please make sure to subscribe to the Golden Hills Podcast in your favorite podcast app, like Spotify, Google Play, or Apple Podcasts. And of course, you can always find us on the web at www.goldenhills.com. We hope you'll visit with us again tomorrow.